This week on the Push Wallows podcast, we talk about the stigma of calling yourself a personal trainer and bad equipment and why you could use it, I guess. Three, two, one. Sorry, mate. I've won all the iPhones this week. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Push Ball Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, mate. Uh, do you know what? I said to you this before we uh, started recording, is that the worrying thing is I can't even sell them because everyone else has won so many. So they're worthless. <laughs> iPhone yeah, 13s right? are practically worthless now, I think. <laughs> just frustrating it's bonkers yeah i know so i i yeah it's literally it's almost like they're teasing me as well because i i upgraded to a uh iphone 13 pro max thank you thank you very much because i've had my iphone 10 for about five years um and it physically for the sole purpose of being a phone the microphone on actually having a phone call did not work so i had to always put my uh, my headphones in before i could take a call or put it on speaker wow um yeah because i busted it somehow i think i dropped the dumbbell like on a little bit of the uh basically and then i bent the um i bent the charging port and then i bent it back so i could charge it but then in in turn broke the microphone so i think Mm. it i think i've I've deserved one it was no longer functioning as a phone also i had to charge it twice a day um so yeah it was no longer no longer functioning as a phone it was more of a burden more than anything else so bless you dan um <laughs> just mute myself you, to say i know you did didn't you yeah you mute I, I, that was quick on the mute it's almost like you had a mute button i don't know why microphones don't come with that very often there should be a little button on the side right um mm. in the industry if you're if your podcast is uh on a professional platform they have mute buttons but we don't apparently ours is not professional so how dare you, you go. um <laughs> All right, yeah. So we've all we've got all the all the iPhones. Instagram's been a bit weird. Um, apparently, lots of people are following me for no apparent reason. Um, I think just one of my reels did quite well, and that was about it. Did quite well. Okay, got That'd like 10,000 10, views or something. And I was like, oh, that's that's good. I feel like that's a good that's a good number to shoot for, considering I, I'm not an I'm I'm going to be an influencer. That's my new new thing, Dan. Yeah, if Is that you're what most. you're gonna you're gonna go for, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what okay. I decided to be. So yeah. <laughs> None of this yeah, education I, stuff. I, I, I do think I do think it is something you decide to be an influencer. You didn't just decide to be one. It's not you know you don't have to actually have any influence on people. You just decide no, to be no, one. No, no. I just I'm, I'm going to be one from now on. I'm going to put influencer on my title and just be like crack yeah. on, influencer, lap it up, it, off we go. Like the guys. Mate, that, why not? The six figure I mean, guys that are like 18 years old. Um, that's it. Well, you don't have to have brains or a personality to be an influencer. So <laughs> that's fine. You're all good. You, you fit the bill, mate. So, <laughs> what's been happening this week, Daniel? Not a lot, mate. I'll be honest. Not not huge amounts. Sort of setting into uh, into life now a little bit over here, and it's quite. Um, I don't know whether it's just because it's you start almost like starting a new like life or such, but I'm finding it easier to just. Wow, Daniel's been reincarnated in Dubai. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I feel like yeah. Well, no, like <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. A bit, I just feel oh, like... I'm sorry. What what tone was that yeah. of your voice? <laughs> sure. I was just uh, I just had a bit of seven up stuck in my oh, throat. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just like I don't know. I'm finding it a bit easier to just relax a little bit more and just I don't know if it's because I'm again playing golf and a bit more and it's sort of around the corner and you know all this sort of stuff. I don't know, but I'm just finding it a bit easier to just slow down a little bit, which has been nice to be honest. Um, so yeah, nothing crazy's happened, but just um, yeah, just had quite a good good week, I suppose. Nothing crazy there. What about you? Good mate. Um, yeah, we're setting we've got you'll be you'll be seeing something from the PTC that some people will will be a limited amount of people that you can get very excited about. Um probably circa what we got went until the end of the first, end of the month. So hopefully it'll be hitting the market. So yeah, jump on Ooh. jump on that. Have a little look what we're yeah. gonna be doing. Ooh. Comprehensive is all I'm gonna say. It will be comprehensive. Um yeah, if you wanted to talk to me or look at my face and hear my voice even more, you might have <laughs> to pay money no for it. Jesus. No one wants to do that. Um, <laughs> no one. Uh, it's been good. Well, I, I, but in, in real life, yeah, I've had a few few of you lovely listeners and a few of you people have reached out for coaching. So it is a process that both myself and Dan are onboarding clients right now. 
amazing. So yeah. yeah, a couple of people actually reached out, which is great. It's always good because I, apparently I never, or Dan had a go at me for never advertising that I might be actually training oh. people. Um, there you go. Yeah, shock, shock, shock and horror. So yeah, if you want to be onboarded for March, uh, yeah, hit me up in February because March is too late. So yeah, you can you can still contact me in March, but I'll probably bring you on in April. I like months. Funny how that how works, go. isn't it? How how we start. So yeah. Yeah, it's mate. The P- but that's the PT in you, isn't it? It's, it's the PT, like order. I mean, we're still going to bring that 13th month into play. I'm, I'm pitching it, pitching it to third space, and I think we'll bring it in yeah. there first. I think it'll happen, um, mate. Yeah, you've got enough clout. <laughs> You're an influencer now, so it'll happen. Oh, of course, right. yeah. I'll, I'll put in my bio, yeah, the, the co-founder of the 13th month. Um, yeah. yeah, that'd be fine. So today, um, I think just it kind of on the back of a little moan, uh, the, the one thing uh, I've, yeah, I've got one thing before we moan, Dan. I know you really oh. want to get to the big, big kind of rant. Oh, that is your I signature move. You know I love a moan. Um, that is your signature thing. We we do need to because we stopped this, and I'm not a fan of this, Daniel. And we haven't been protein bar tasting for a while. No, can't explain. Really poor selection out here. Yeah, so I kind of want to review one, but I, they, I have to be mm. wary of. Uh, I do have a contract with them. Oh, biased, biased, biased. <laughs> but I'm not going to be good on the review because I have oh. tried it. But I don't know. Oh. But I kind of want to bring one for you, but I don't know how to because I got excited and got some birthday cake uh, product from uh, Smy Motin. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Dan will enjoy this. And I was like, I'll try this to make sure it's all right. It's only like a little bite, kind of a hundred calorie bite thing. It's not good, mate. Unfortunately. Don't worry about it, mate. Don't. No. Don't, I got, don't I got a, whole, a whole box and I was like, oh, he will like this. I'll bring him out a birthday cake, my protein. I'm lucky enough to be part of their, I see influencers that get sent some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, my kitchen table, if you could see it, I can't see it at the moment, um, but it's about, yeah, it's got vegan water on it. I've already said about that. It's got about five, six different boxes of protein bars. And that is the rest of them actually okay. Um, but mm. that one, not too fantastic. So unfortunately, the rest yeah. of them, if there's like this, uh, there's like this moussey one, which is pretty, pretty good. And like the chocolate brownies are pretty okay. Still, I'm still going to go to Protein Pantry, but they are good for a commercial basis and they're not as expensive. So. So lovely. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? I don't know. Um, protein right, bars. We're talking about protein bars, mate. <laughs> oh, we were, but I'm not, not, not going to take. I'm not going to taste these because you haven't got any. I feel sorry for you. Um, we can, well, no, I think people need to know, though, mate. I'm, you know, I think people. No, I don't want to have one. People, it's going to ruin my tea. So, what do you say? Oh, tea, okay. supper, dinner. Dinner every day. Dinner. Tea's okay, a cool. tea's a drink, mate. Cup of tea. <laughs> I've got diet coke. I'm back to on the diet cokes. Thank God. Got rid of that Pepsi. You need to get some Pep. You need to get some Pepsi Maxi life. I mate. do not. One. No, I do not. I, I stomached the price of the diet coke. I was like, this is so <laughs> worth it. This extra fifty p. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, we had. I had a little rant about. Uh, I think it was just because I did see someone in my facility um, squatting with a uh, no i don't mind people squatting with a weight plate as their weight weight of choice but there are far better choices to hold for like a goblet based squat thing like like dumbbell or a kettlebell um mm. but the plate sure it was there if it was just he was like i couldn't be bothered to walk over to he was obviously benching at the same time wasn't he so it was it was super set of bench press with bosu ball upside down like not upside down squats but the bosu ball was on the rounded bit and he was squatting because you can do two things with the bosu ball can't you but we'll 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 digress when we get into that i've written five different bullshit things but well, we're you, can explain... one, you can do one thing with the bosu ball let's throw it away but <laughs> with women that explain dumb equipment and why it's dog shit essentially um but we're also going to come from the caveat of because dan made a good point because i was like oh i'm in an r and i will make a video about uh, the smith machine but then i was like but then i also came out i was like but i could do it for squat hat squat and you're like correct it's like you could your clients maybe not um so we'll explain why it might not be dog shit all the time but you might have a, a use for it and there's actually when i did that post the uh, uh rob madden you know rob yeah mm-hmm. so he's a fairly well respected uh snc physio um in f1 i believe um is he i don't know who who does he do 
Lando, Massa, uh, Perez. No, one of them. I, I don't know who it is. I think it's a. Isn't it a backup driver? I think it's not. I don't is it a backup it's... driver? Is it not one of the main I mean, ones? Oh, he's gone down on my friends. Did you see Max Verstappen's uh, workout wow. that other week? What is that wow. about? I mean, we might just pivot wow. here <laughs> and get this. That up. was possibly that was... some of the most hideous form, but not also that, or not also that complete waste of time based on that. <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Like, honestly, I would have rather he had just been sitting on his couch and said, having a hard workout. And then I'd have been, you're safer yeah. there. And you would have been doing more benefit to yourself. You had a hard season. Honestly, so. it was shocking. It was absolutely shocking. And I've seen a, I can't remember who else I saw. There was another one I saw. It wasn't an F1 driver there. It was another athlete. And it was just like, what are you doing, mate? Um, I'm, I'm yeah. fortunate enough to know a couple of uh, S&C and osteos and physios who work in F1 with F1 teams and travel around, right? And I did ping it to him straight away. And he was like, I can't see it. I was like, oh, shit, they even block, because he works for uh, somebody else. I was like, they even block the other team's osteos and physios from viewing their social media. Like, I was like, what? That, like they couldn't that get is so petty. I was like, oh that is so God. petty. I was like, I was like, I obviously screened, uh, screened it to him, like screen grabbed it to him and then just said it. He was like, yeah. fuck me. I was like, yeah, he was like, I've met his coach. He is fucking awful. He's like, he just kind of swanned in because he's, he's Max's mate and has been with him for like two years, apparently. So obviously he, that might have been, let's in the benefit of the doubt, that might have been Max just training by himself, right? And the coach had nothing to do with it. But if the coach had been training him, I would expect all of my clients to do better form than that because he's learned it from somewhere. Like, why would you film it? Jesus, do it in private. Don't put it online. Oh, Jesus. Awful. Awful. Anyway, <laughs> um, that, that, thus making good equipment look like shit. So the Bosa ball looks absolutely fine. Maybe if, if it's in the right hands, um, mm -hmm. maybe not. But yeah, um, this is what I wanted to talk about because we can title this as the, uh, the, the title of the episode. It's actually something that came up in one of my market researching uh, things that I did the other week. God, that's a, that's a lot. It's nice having chats with uh, various trainers um, about business and everything, what's going down, what they think about the industry, blah, 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 blah. It's quite cool. It's like being on a little podcast, but I didn't have to record it with you. Um, so it's was, it was a relief more than for us. Probably pretty good. So, <laughs> so um, the title is The Stigma of Calling Yourself a Personal Trainer. And mm. this came up, and I think I, you've definitely got a view on this. I don't know why this is, it popped into my head because you said something about something just earlier and something it, about something that's really yeah, <laughs> that's what i said yeah nailed it nailed it mate um and this popped into my head i was like actually that is a topic um that we could discuss because it it genuinely is a thing um that both myself and you have been through in our lives especially what was your first first job title in the world of health and fitness or like sport i guess would have been official job title or like intern i mean what did you, did you just <laughs> did you just make one up captain of hull <laughs> yeah you're like i was, the, captain, I was, like, I was the first know, team uh... i was the first team sports scientist that's my official contracted title first i guess the first scientist. the first contracted one would have been for both of us would have been intern wouldn't it intern 100 percent. yeah <laughs> intern yeah then i was uh it would have been development uh, development squad or 18s i can't remember what it was in the title uh performance yeah. coach i got the performance coach title because i went between performance analysis and snc so they were like oh, you can have this as your title it's like oh great cool basically yeah. give them all the dog shit jobs for either of the the basically the eva facility yeah. or department um but yeah then we moved into the world of uh, personal training and what did you call yourself then personal trainer you crazy cat so did i mm. um <laughs> mental but, isn't it um what have you ever called yourself something else i think i'd like the idea of calling myself like a strength coach or an even snc coach i suppose something like that because i used to hate i used to hate the fact that people call i, I still hate it now 
And it's I, weird, I, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm I not feel ashamed. Like I've gone full circle. I'm but... not ashamed to say it now. Like we went on. So I was with Suk. We went on. We played golf, and we met up with these two guys. Because mm. um, over here, you play with other people. You don't just do rounds of two people. You have to go as a four four ball. Um, and these two Irish lads, Chatty, Chatty, and you know, Chatty and Chatty, Chatterson. Um, fucking hell, like it wouldn't stop. You know, we were just there, we want a nice round of golf. You don't mind a bit of chat, but it was like fucking every two seconds. And, um, but they were nice enough. And he said to me, so, so what do you do? And I was like, mm, I kind of like, I do like online fitness, got an online fitness business, help people get in shape kind of thing. And it's like, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. And he was just like, well, that's not good, is it? If you can't explain it to me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. And I just left it. Cause I didn't even want to say <laughs> I'm a personal trainer. Yeah, I'm an online personal trainer. Oh, really? What's that? What's that do? And I'm just, I was just like, you know, I can't bother. And it's just such a stigma because there's so many shite personal trainers out there. It'd be like someone saying, I don't know, like, like when someone says to me they're a chef, right? I'm like, well, does a does a McDonald's work for themselves as a chef? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't think Michelin star chef. I think beef eater, right? That's just what I think. Like, I don't, like, as bad as that sounds, I don't, like, it doesn't, you know. And I think with personal training, people have the same thing, you know. And I think that's why I need to work out what to call myself out here because I don't know. You know, I speak to people out here sometimes, right? So another guy I spoke to, what are you in? What do you do for a living? Sales. Okay. What do you do? What do you do? What do you actually <laughs> come back from that? Because you just go, okay, cool, nice. Yeah. You don't you don't explore further than that because there's kind of a bit of a it's just a bit of a like a, a, a I don't know, ambiguous answer that they obviously don't want to dive into it. Or the other one is yeah. I'm a consultant. So I, I might just say I'm a sales consultant. Because I, yeah. I could be, I technically am. I'm technically also admin and T boy. <laughs> you know when you're just a bit like it's it's too embarrassing. And like I think Mike says. I own an online fitness business. I think that's what he says. So I might start doing that because that's technically true as well. But I am with you hundred percent. I fucking hate it. And I hate being, I hate calling myself a personal trainer, but when you're with clients, that's also the only way they're going to know what you do. Like don't yeah. call yourself a strength and conditioning coach. Do you know what I mean? Just end up. Yeah. Cause guess what? The market for uh, a personal trainer is far larger than the market for a strength and conditioning coach or strength coach. More people who you want to help know what that means, unfortunately. But the unfortunate thing is we stand up next to, and I'm the person who, I'm literally the person who educates the person who gets level three qualified, literally, okay? But after they're qualified, <laughs> there is no difference between me and them, according to the market. Essentially, if I were to stand there and be like, job title, personal trainer, job title, personal trainer. Cool. Pick one. Who are you going for? If you just mm. went on face value, they won't go for me because I look like a sack of shit. Um, they were like, he don't train. Look at his biceps. That is being corrected, by the way. If you've noticed, uh, my biceps are huge. This is a really big top, Dan. You just realize that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be so impressed when I get out there in a couple of weeks. I've had a full two months of bicep training three times a That's week. Absolutely. We'll we'll go through my bicep program in a uh, a later date. Maybe maybe the, the at the end of this pro this uh, podcast of all the variations of of curls I've done so far. Stuff I didn't even know. I didn't even know what some of them were. This is how bad a coach I am. Um, so, but anyway, pure effort. But yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Personal trainer. It was one of the discussions I had with um, Mr. Lambert, one of the lads I went and did his podcast uh, the other week, and it was just like the stigma of being a personal trainer. So I've gone through that whole rigmore as well of calling myself. I'm a strength coach. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. What does that mean? I like the word coach because I feel like that's what I do, but it's weird. So weird. Yeah. It's not, I just think, uh, I just don't like it. Like, but it's because you hear all people all the time, like newspaper things, oh, this personal trainer did this. And you're just like, oh, he's not a personal trainer. He's a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just annoying. And then, and then if I were to say I'm a personal coach, that sounds like psychology. That sounds like I'm I'm doing mental stuff with them, which I guess I am, but I'm like, I'm probably doing more of the physical coach. And I'm not going to call myself a physical coach because that sounds like bedroom work or something like that. I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm yeah, physical therapist. Cool. All right. That, that sounds like so. Because, yeah, I'm, I've am i been like, I, I don't know. I go um, educator first normally um, okay. or a fitness educator, health and fitness educator mm -hmm. and with that does personal training. 
as well as like but obviously <laughs> i can't i can't be if i went by via income i do i for online coaching and uh, personal training it's still i don't know it's still 50 50 in terms of educating to that i'm like mm-hmm. well surely it's yeah that so it's a strange one because i i did just click on your uh your instagram just to see what you put because you've gone mm-hmm. online fitness coach yes not person there's no personal and there's no trainer in that in that thing and then my first one is coach and head of training like i just get put my actual job, job titles head of training and education coordinator then elite trainer which is a bullshit term made up by first place um you have to obviously you have to obviously uh, get to a certain level like me it's only because yeah. i was fir- i was first through the door and uh, decided what the levels were <laughs> That's how you get there, guys. Otherwise, I would not be able to be there. <laughs> According to numbers, maybe on quality, I'd get there. But uh, yeah. yeah, numbers, I definitely would not. <laughs> They'll be like, uh, no. how did you get it, Tom? Which is a frequent <laughs> question from HR. So, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. All you have to do is make the system, then it's fine. You can make it up. All right. Um, <laughs> but, it's, yeah, I don't know. What... Uh, what are the what are the other names you've seen around the industry as well that you don't it's an interesting one of like meeting the market where they're at and not being too resentful about what people think mm. but what are the I ones think it's like seen? i've seen physical performance coach okay that sounds a bit sexual though as well yeah. i've seen that so that's one i've seen holistic lifestyle coach see i don't like holistic i don't like the word holistic I realize it means kind of all rounds, but it sounds it's it sounds airy fairy to me. Well, it is airy fairy, isn't it? That's why. Yeah. Like it just is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just not not ideal. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones that I've seen. I I like uh, so one of my best mates Annie, uh, who I I've got a first base with me, and he interviewed with me, and uh, he was, and I think still is on LinkedIn, a body transformation coach. Um, and I send endless gifts of just the transformers to him because I'm just like, is that is that what you do? <laughs> you, you turn people, transform them, right? He's like, fuck off, Tom. Um, I used to work yeah. at because uh, uh, where was he? Was um, what's that silly gym that forces drugs on people? Ultimate performance. Yes, yeah, the one. All right, <laughs> that's that's not libelous, is it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> who cares? There's definitely one in Dubai, isn't there? up up yeah. performance as people know us it's all about that film mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah there's interesting ones personal coach strength coach personal trainer would be the one i would stick to unfortunately it does have stigma but it's up is is it a case of we need i'm, I'm gonna be really kind and use you as a, a a good thing it's like we need people like you to start using the term on yourself mm. to reclaim it so it's like, the, like for example, the LGBTQ plus, I, I probably left that one of the letters. Um, it's right. like them reclaiming, <laughs> reclaiming a word to bring it back into uh, their kind of scope. And then, so they're like, no, we've mm. reclaimed that word. That's for us. So maybe we need to do that, Dan. We need to be- So do I need to change my name? Of, do I need to change it to online personal trainer? Is that Online that personal trainer. Better? Not really, because I don't, I don't think, obviously you do do, pers- do, do, do personal training, but you also do group stuff. So I think online you should trainer. be online. Um, yeah. Online dad. I'm going to change it now. Online personal trainer. So that's it. Yeah, you're going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to change right. it now. I'm gonna, I'll, 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 do, I'll do mine. I'll be like. You've told me, so I'm going to do it. Can't do it. Enter name under 30 characters. That's probably why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> probably why did it uh, online i don't know where have you where yours is on yours is literally on your name isn't it yeah that's why i need to change that then Tom, online pt do i do online pt i don't know because you might have people from america physical therapist from, yeah, yeah physical therapist which is it happened to me frequently because obviously i'm as intelligent as a physiotherapist um which that's given far too much credit to physiotherapists um but yeah i'm i'm like no that's not actually what i do um yeah I, i'm just part of the strong bit so there's other lads that they touch you before that so and un- yeah. unadequately load you send it to them um and then i'll start to load you cool then we'll start to make some changes 
if Alex is uh, listening to that, he'll he'll be giggling. So, <laughs> <laughs> fortunately, he still listens. Poor weirdo. That Alex, weird. you're never going to be one of our clients. Go away. Um, Mate, surely yeah, he's bored of us by now, isn't he? I know. Surely. Poor lads. Like, I, he literally works around the corner from me as well. I've been to his gaff. So, oh. Strong, strong beard, Krajewski. Very All right. Um, <laughs> and then the second question, obviously, that was the first one of uh, what, what do you actually call yourself? Um, this is a little bit uh, more holistic, or comprehensive complete um mm. just just for people obviously dan had an interview with himself on the other podcast he does um and it, what did did mike actually ask you questions or was it just you uh no mike did ask me questions yeah all right okay i thought you were just playing uh, interviewer and interviewer um no. you're just kind of like, oh dan what did you do and then just split to the other side of the microphone um i can imagine <laughs> doing that that's what luke does yeah. in some of the podcasts to be fair because i can't really stand up or it's like a topic i yeah. really don't like i'm like um so why did you become a personal trainer dan it was just one of the one of the things at the top of ukpt's group and i was like actually let's ask dan that uh, why did i become a personal trainer um in uh, three think- words or less three words or less <laughs> money 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 um fucking not not because of the fucking money um yeah it's one of those where i think it was as we've discussed you know being in football i think i realized quite early on that I wanted to help people perform better, function better, all those sorts of things. Right. And in football, I thought I was going to have the opportunity to do that. And I just didn't in any way, shape or form influence anything. And I was like, well, I want to help you influence their protein shakes and how well they were made. They were clean. Those shakers were clean before I put that protein in as well, by the way. Yeah. Very clean. Um, (laughs) So yeah, it was more a case of like, right, how can I help people? And, and, I think at the time it was, it was like, like I've said before, I could kind of see my future a little bit with people who are ahead of me. And I was just like, yeah, I don't want that shit. Um, so I just was like, look, I'm just going to go and do this in London. And it was, I didn't really have a long-term plan. It was just a case of, I wanted to actually help people and do something that was enjoyable. Um, and then I met you and my life went downhill. So I know, you know, right? that's pretty Jeez. much the story. Um, and yeah, like, <laughs> and I think it's, I know it's very cliche and people say, I just want to, I wanted to help people and stuff like that. Um, but it was more a case of like, I wanted, I knew I could help people like achieve more with their physique, with performance, all those sorts of things. I knew that it was possible. Um, and I wanted to be active. So I was like, well, naturally you think, well, that's going to happen if I become a PT or become a sports scientist, whatever. Um, so that was it, really. Yeah. What about you? I flip around. Me. Um, oh, thanks for asking, Dan. Um, and then I became PT because I was never planning to, much like you. I was looking into going to pro, pro sport. And uh, I was probably looking into being like all the jobs I applied for before before getting offered a role at third space, just on a, on a, on a random uh, freelance gig that I was doing. Um, for if somebody knows the Dartfish performance analysis uh, software, oh, yes. I was yes, yes, working yes. for them as a freelance uh, biomechanist, um, which was super fun, boring. Um, but I think they're, they're, where are they? I don't know where they are. Squash now. They do a lot of squash work, it seems. A bit of a niche market. But yeah, it was on a on a whim. I went down there and got offered a gig because apparently I knew the difference between like my ankle and my femur. Um, so mm. yeah, Martin was like, sold, you're smarter than everybody here. Thanks. And then Dan came in smarter than me. So yeah, I think it was more the case of, I found everything super interesting and the case of like, I always wanted, I loved performance. I loved, as you can see, people running, jumping, throwing shit, being powerful, being super strong. And then I was like, Hmm, I'm able to actually do this. And people seem to listen to me every now and again. So I might be okay. Also, as you probably noticed, I love fucking coaching. Um, if I probably wasn't a coach, I probably, unfortunately, would be a teacher. And I've kind of blended both um, yeah. and in some sort of way. But it is true if you can't do teach. I did not was not successful in being a pro footballer. I did play at semi-professional level. Thank you. And then chose academia. Because I wasn't there. Yeah, I think that was it um, as well. I think that was it for me. Is like you know you always wanted to to do that, and yeah, like you said, it was just never good enough. Yeah, well, good you enough. Want, you want to stay involved. You want to stay. I you want like to stay involved drinking. in sport. Uh, you want to stay involved in sport. You want to do all those things, and then 
I think, you know, for those those people that are somewhat intelligent, it's kind of like, well, I can probably impact it at that sort of high level. I a think. better and, level, yeah, correct. Yeah, I just, I think that was the, that was the thing and, for me. And then was... the movement from, and exactly the movement from going from, say, personal training into educating, I was like, it was kind of something that I was obviously already doing. And I kind of, it was to keep standards high or keep standards yeah. to where I thought they should be. And then when Luke approached me, when he was like doing stuff, he was like, do you want to keep it to just your gym or do you want to impact the industry? And I was like, uh, B, I want to do that one. That, that seems like the better thing to do because I want to, yeah, I don't want to leave my mark somewhere, but I want to leave it a better, but it's the whole kind of like, what do you want to happen when you, before you die, right? It's the kind of like, I just want to leave the world a better place than when I was like, than when I entered it. I want to leave mm. the fitness industry a better place than when I entered it, essentially. That would be my Which goal. Isn't um, hard, I'll be honest. Isn't, it isn't hard. This podcast has gone a, a long way towards that. So we've already done that. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, over a silly amount of episodes. Jesus. Jesus Christ. But, yeah, that's, that's probably why. I found it all super interesting more than anything else. And then I was... I seem to be able to get my views across in a digestible format. I think if I was to blow my own trumpet, that seems to be the uh, one credible thing I can do. Uh, it seems and most of my students or people who have listened to me um, who, yeah, you're able to take a complex idea and then make it digestible. So somebody can understand it vaguely. So uh, yeah, that would be why. Mm. Wonderful. Dan. All right. Let's, let's en enough of that. The, like philosophical actual content um dumb equipment and why it's dog shit that's what i've literally written down in my wrote notes so this uh this won't make it through the uh the bleeping never put a bleeper in this show have we unfortunately ever ever I, every single uh, like on um, the last couple of podcasts i did i had to ask uh whether i'm allowed to swear i don't swear a lot i don't think but i had to ask because obviously there's some stuff in fitness because we're passionate about it and we might not be passionate yeah. about training ourselves but we're certainly passionate about fitness i'd say um because mm. it winds us up so much um <laughs> but yeah i had to ask whether whether i could swear because i did go on a couple of rants shock shock to yeah. bring you bring just bring the essence of yeah. just, just yeah exactly all right so dog shit equipment and why it's dog shit um can you come up with one i've written five uh the treadmill the treadmill interesting it's dog shit i just don't get it i just don't <laughs> understand it and i don't think there's any reason or cause for anyone to use it in the gym that's my honest opinion like i think if you're a trainer and using it because of hit again shit use a watt bike use anything else that's less impactful on the joints that's going to get the same training benefit um all that sort of stuff and if you tell me your client's an athlete and they need to run go outside and run then um yeah i just think fully facilities now for that treadmill kind of burst thing i would agree if you're going on a long run go outside um if it's raining don't run um and then <laughs> hopefully if the gym has something for hit they might have invested in a curve now hopefully mm -hmm. That seems yeah. you can see how it's structured. It enables you to pull with your hamstring, and it's so much biomechanically better for a lot of people. And able enables people to run upright, which they should. Shockingly, yeah. based off where torso position is, is deceleration and acceleration. So it teaches that pretty well. So yeah. I just think that they are. I just think for me, they are the biggest waste of space in any gym, and they're often oh, the so most. And there's often more right? of them than anything. Like and. I just think that the world would be a better place if treadmills were abolished. Genuinely. <laughs> I genuinely believe that. It's like room 101, Genuine. isn't it? Uh, yeah. My, my, next, my, my one next will be a Viper. Oh, fucking The amazing. Viper. They're still around. It's crazy. They're not, uh, are they? It's <laughs> oh. still here. Um, God knows why. They're definitely part of the, I reckon, who, the, who are the people who, what shoes would they wear if uh, you were using a Viper? Oh, uh, fucking toe shoes, what they call them. <laughs> yeah. <Every day. laughs> I Every knew day. you were going to say that. Definitely Every wearing day. Vibrams. They're all over or, No, They're either wearing Vibrams or they're barefoot. One of the two. Yeah, one of the two, like, definitely. Unbelievable. That is the, next that one, is the person. <laughs> the bit of equipment that's shocking, that's really bad, that needs to die, is those 
black poles with the like colorful weights on the end. Oh yeah, they're like the body pump weights, that thing. Yeah, get rid yeah, of that body. Because then body body pump would die, so get rid of that as well. That's fine. <laughs> the those oh, yeah, those just... plates are moronic, right? But I don't mind the poles because they're like dowels. But in most in all good facilities, we used to use them for we, was it? We used to use them more for yeah. that than anything else. We yeah. used to yeah. like you see my dad's clients like just having a dowel doing some like toe touch squats and hinges and overhead split squats and all this kind of stuff. They're like, yeah, just grab one of them. Yeah, they won't be using them for anything decent yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're, not, they're not useful for anything. <laughs> so we just uh, well, basically we decided. I was like, oh yeah, I think because we I think we actually got rid of them, uh, our club. So they, they don't exist in our club anymore. And uh, mm. yeah, I just got loads of broomsticks. Do the job. I use mm. them. And it's something quite nice, just holding a broomstick around and just like gently hitting it. I used to love it. holding it as a, yeah, as yeah. a coach. I used to love holding yeah. it. There's some sort of power about it, right? And if one yeah. of my trainers walks past, I can hit them. Um, yeah, which yeah. tends to happen. 100%. So yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Um, obviously, I wrote down here is the BOSU ball. Every year, I'm sure people have seen my my post about that. Um, if not, I uh, I put a nice little, I did the old green screen thing, Dan. It's cool, isn't it? I know, yeah, I saw. Yeah, it's good. Nice, yeah, yeah. Like influencers. Told you. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, the Bosubu. What the fuck is that about? Right? If you're squatting on one, it, if we understand, like, oh, I'm training my uh, stabilizer muscles. No, you're not. Guess what? That's what I wrote in the post. I was like, guess what? You're not. And guess what? Load yourself some fucking heavy. Those stabilized muscles are going to have fucking work to stabilize yourself if you've got heavy dumbbells in each hand. Trust me. If you've got a heavy barbell on your back or a heavy goblet, like those stabilized muscles are working. They have to. They cannot not. Um, yeah. So that's. I hate this whole thing about like stabilizing muscles when people say that because it's by definition means that you're not stabilizing and you, yeah, I'm you're not, falling I'm over. Not, I'm great here. I, I right now I am stabilizing myself on this yeah. chair. I'm Amazingly pretty damn well. stable. I'm yeah. so stable. It's insane. I'm on. I'm. I'm no legs as well. It's. I mean, right. that's crazy, right? Just on my butt. So yes, yeah, it's a, it's a silly argument. And it my my the big thing for me is it, I'm sure you're the same. Is most of the people who would use them usually cannot do that exercise on stable surface, but then yeah. they try to then they. They go this batshit stuff and try and do it on an unstable. We see, we all see the squatting ones. We all see that kind of stuff. Absolutely, that like is its own category. But I have Funny seen someone has to be the one standing doing bicep curls. On it. Standing on a bicep. So I think I've bet at this. I think I've bet at this. So this lad was trying to do. Um, I saw this two or three weeks ago. He was trying to do. Um, cable chest flies whilst on one <laughs> and then he just looked shocked how he why he couldn't lift the same weight he was doing previously <laughs> he was just like i was like really wow what are you trying it's just like so what are you stupid. what are you trying to achieve are you trying to achieve a chest exercise or are you trying to fall over don't really understand so if not you're trying to hinder yourself turn it in such a compensatory movement pattern so therefore you cannot lift the load which will create the stimulus that you want to elicit change that is what you've done you've created that you basically shot yourself in the chest and gone actually now i'm going to crack on and do my chest flies oh what so all right that makes sense right so you're now uh giving yourself a weaker platform to go through it from Bonkers. Don't mm -hmm. understand it. Um, yeah, both your born needs die. Die, 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 die. Anything else, Daniel? Well, Smith machine, you said, didn't you? So uh, yeah, we can we can enter the we can, we'll now enter the category of um dumb equipment, but in the right hands has an application. Next category. Only there's only gonna be two categories, so yeah. This is this is yeah, I think with that one, like dumb, obviously like but, for with the Smith machine for general population, like if you're a trainer, you shouldn't be getting your clients to use a Smith machine. I'm I'm okay with uh, trainers using them. I'm okay with like say, us using them, all that sort of stuff because you know how to use it properly. You know plane motion. You know all this sort of stuff. How to, to be honest, muscles, but... I haven't used one in so long, and I haven't been in a facility that's had one in so long. I probably don't. Uh, well, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's like for me, it's like a last resort. Like so, I've got one at the gym Correct. that I train at because there's no squat rack. There's no way of pressing any heavier weights than 30 kilo dumbbells. 
So I'm like, okay, well, it's all I've got to do. And I can do, you know, shoulder press and I can do chest press. And it's kind of like, it's like having a machine effectively, chest press machine, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's no reason um, that you need to use one with your clients ever, 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 ever. I'm going to say ever. ever, unless you're training in the gym that I'm in and you're like to do bench press and they're strong enough to do all the other shit. Um, but it's just that whole thing of that you should be doing better movements, better exercises that are going to help them than, than that basically. Cause not yeah, many of your clients just... should be doing like bodybuilding style stuff or like focusing on a body part that much to that degree. Yeah. They won't be surely they won't. And if, and if they wow. are and you're trying, you're essentially for that to be in your exercise plan and programming, I'm saying it would fall so far down the niche thing that I'm not looking at that um, unless I'm probably training a bodybuilder or aesthetic based thing six times a week, maybe mm. probably multiple sessions. And that's when I've run out of exercises essentially to give people. And maybe I'm giving doubles of certain things. They might like squat on one day and then another day. And then they've like, mm. they've got the same exercise twice, just at different like rep ranges or loads or something like that that's when it would enter my thought possibly to do it. That's it. So yeah, only uses, um, hanging your coat. Good one. Um, maybe, uh, just to fling it up when it, that's makes quite a cool shh noise. Yeah. That kind of thing. I like yeah. that. And no, nobody knows how much the, the, uh, the bar weighs. Nobody, no, nobody no. knows. Um, you don't need to know. I mean, we've asked, but yeah, yeah, I don't think we're meant to know. So I think it's a secret, industry secret. If you know, write to us. Uh, Dan in Dubai, Dubai number one. Um, yeah. that's, that's his address. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> right, isn't it? Um, the Smith machine, yeah, absolute horseshit. So this one, this one's something that, um, as all biases, um, people can come round on. And it is something that probably three to four years ago, I would have been absolutely against. I still don't agree with everybody should use it all the time, obviously, but it, for its functionality of doing something is a heel raise piece of equipment. Mm. It is something that I have definitely, uh, believe it or not, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I was wrong in the past, but I think I was unjustified and didn't, didn't, I didn't see it for what it's worth kind of thing. And I've, I've, I've grown, look at me growing, Dan, um, over the last like three or four years. And I will quite happily heel raise my clients with a purpose-built heel raise, not fucking two and a half kilo plate like that's wobbling all over the place. With a purpose-built like this is a 1.5 wedge, I guess, or something like that. Um, just like it would be like uh, some squat shoes or a little bit higher than that. I have come around to that because there was a point of time and I know Dan falls in my category when we, I don't know what his, his opinion is now um, that I would never kind of ever use one because I understood biomechanics and I was just like, I can get this person to squat maybe all this kind of stuff, but maybe I've gone past that in terms of understanding mechanics and gone actually to make this squat look shit hot. And I want to blow out your basically quads and your ass. Like I'm just going to give you a heel raise and we'll worry about ankle mobility at some point. Cause I want actually want ankle stiffness to happen. Cause that's going to make you more powerful. Um, and I want to have this as a supplement exercise to make this squat look cool. I'm for my squat, believe it or not. My main thing is not looking at your ankles. It's actually training your hips and your knees and stuff. Right. That's probably the main mm. thing I'm looking at. So I've kind of gone like, uh, actually maybe, maybe I'm all right with it as to a certain like point. Um, I think, I, I think the problem, the problem with it for me has always been twofold. Number one is that people use fucking two and a half kilo plates to do it. Correct. And it's the most it's unstable the right thing, thing in the world. And it's dangerous for number one. And then number two is that you get people doing it and then you get them doing that with their barbell back squat, their clients for like two reps. And I'm like, no, again, you don't understand mechanics. If someone, right, does a front squat or a goblet squat and their range is not great, I would heel raise them 100%. I'd get a, a wedge under there and I'd be like, right, let's make this groove this pattern because you can't do this yet. You can't squat. 
The thing that frustrates me is that people just do, they see someone do, they go, right, you do barbell back squat, 60 kilos, 70 kilos, whatever it is. Oh, form's not great. Mm, what do we do? I know. Get those two plates there. Stick them under your heels. And it's like, no, no, because you don't know if that person can actually squat to full range. You've just got put a bar in their back and said to told them squat. No, it's your job as a trainer to find out what that range of motion is like, where the sticking points are. Because like you said, Tom, if you go, right, look, you can front squat or goblet squat, great. Like you've got great hip mobility, good, nice, nice, good position. Your main issue is just that your calf flexibility is a bit shit. So do you know what? I'm going to make sure that if we do barbell back squat, I'm going to make sure we heel raise because for that reason, I want you to do more of your legs or we'll front squat and we'll goblet squat and all those other great things. It's just the laziness. It's just that that was point number one. It's like, oh, I'll just do that because that's a shortcut. It's like, no, it's a shortcut, but you haven't explored all the other options between the barbell back squat and the shortcut. That was always my issue with it is that there's definitely application for it. Like you said, biomechanically, you know, blasting someone's quads and all this sort of stuff. You want to do more quad specific focused squatting movements, that kind of thing. And as you said, it's a means to an end. The goal is to get them to be able to do it without the heel raise. But in the meantime, I'm not going to stop their progression if I can just raise the heel, but it's just the, um, it's just a lack of knowledge from people. They just whack it's a fucking the, two kilo plate. And- yeah, and if anybody's done that in their career, I'm sure is probably listening. They definitely have. Um, but the people who have attended a workshop with me, we, we literally do a breakdown of why we would look at other avenues before that. And I will co- we literally coach somebody through. And the thing to do is a medicine ball reaching squat and some sort of external loading, which shifts anteriorly as we go down. Okay, so you shift it as far out as possible, giving basically your center of mass and yourself some abs, which are then a cling on to your pelvis so it doesn't start to dip and tuck very much. Um, so we basically get a little bit better for a squat. So you'll probably notice that in uh, medicine ball reach when you basically act as if you're passing the ball to someone on the way down, your butt wink comes a lot later. Um, your abs kind of engage. Turn those abs on. Yeah. Squeeze the abs. They squeeze harder. I mean, yeah, all the squeezings happen at those abs. Boy. Um, but yeah, we it's probably more about the center of mass thing that it shifts forward. And then you're like, oh shit, cool. This person can squat. The hip mobility is there. The knee mobility is there. But at the moment, they are unable to organize their body around those joints very well that they need to load anteriorly to make it look not dog shit, essentially. And that, yeah, the heel raise obviously would do the same functionality of like, all right, cool, it's gonna shift your body weight forward. <gasps> oh my God, really, Tom? Yeah, that's actually what happens because obviously you have to shift it forward and then your body weight masses forward. So do that with load, cool. People know, listen to this podcast as we shift, we load anteriorly um, and then we shift backwards. That is what happens. That's what people do um because you go from like your quads and stuff to your ass and stuff basically so yeah that's that's i i I totally agree with you man and yeah i would be like that is the that is the bugbear of the heel raise it's it's the uh the lack of yeah it's the kind of oh we'll just do that now it's just the way that pts do it it, you know what pts do it pts do it because they go look at me i'm magic you're just an idiot you know you're just an idiot you've just you've just rushed in and you don't actually know what you're doing and like Like, if somebody if and if i would immediately like (laughs) obviously me and dan would immediately know like probably before we back squat somebody because we would have done that time doing goblet squats and front squats if they needed a heel race for their back Mm -hmm. squat i would be like all right you're gonna go on this this for your uh, for your back squat because I want you to I want you to get more load. We're still gonna hit it. Probably will be a little bit more posteriorly. That's what we're trying to do. We're gonna shift more load, and it's not gonna be as taxing. On we know where the front squat is, a hell of a lot more taxing than the back. Okay, because it's got what do I what do I say? Not biomechanically uh, taxing. It is. It will come to me at some point. Something I say in my workshops. <sighs> Must be a big word. I know, I just can't remember. It's in your workshops. <laughs> it's in your workshops. It must be a big one. I know. I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. This, that's a great thing to say, yeah. Tom. Just can't think of it. Foggy, foggy brain, mate. It's the end of the day. Oh, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that's one of my things. Heel raises. Uh, anything else, Daniel? Not from me. No. Not from you. Um, 
There was one that um, uh, uh, Agatha asked me to talk about is just uh, chains because uh, she'd noticed that I'd use chains in my programming. Um, so I use chains. And then um, another lad that she followed was uh, using chains. He didn't understand why. And it looks cool. It looks cool to use chains, as we, as we know. That's the main reason, because I'm an influencer. Um, and when you use why... the pull-ups? Correct, I was. Yeah. So yeah. I was using... It's just easier, I isn't it, if you're doing a pull-up? It's just easier. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's so much easier to load it. <laughs> it's, it's so much less of a faff. Number one, it's less of a faff to put a weight belt on and dangle the fucking thing between your legs. Number two, a thing ain't dangling between your legs that's kind of unstable and wobbling about whilst you do a pull-up, um, believe it or not. Number three, mechanically, um, the load that you're putting on is closer to uh, your effort. So where the thing fucking moves from, my lats and all my shoulders and stuff, I'm loading directly on that. So it will have more of a force kind of putting through there. Um, so mechanically, it's a little bit better. Instead of it kind of being way below me, there's a big of a bit of a line of distance that will possibly be happening whilst it wobbles about. Um, so yeah, I'm putting the mass where most of my mass is to pull. So therefore, it will be easier. So believe it or not, those are both five, five, five and a half kilo chains, and I put two of them on. So eleven kilos. I know strong, and I weigh quite a lot right now. So. To do speed pull, well, I was doing power kind of speed pull ups. Like uh, I, I always write VBT, velocity based training, uh, pull ups uh, for doing them for like threes to fives, and still looking quick. I guess um, it's a bit of an effort for me. I'm a bit of a load, so yeah, that's why it look it would look worse if I had it dangle in between my legs. Trust me. Wouldn't just have a have a play. Uh, put a five kilo chain compared to a five kilo weight between your legs and see what the difference is. I bet. I know. I bet that the, uh, the, the chains will be better for you. It won't hurt your neck. Jesus. No. Dan wears, now he's in Dubai. He has to wear those massive chains when he walks around anyway. So yeah. everybody's doing gold, gold ones there. as well. Gold ones. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right. Absolute pleasure. My friend. Um, we bring this i think we've been going for far too long yeah we're, no. we're almost at 50 minutes we can we can churn it out for another couple of minutes Come on. far too long <laughs> far too all right long. any uh, any other business then nope all good no nothing for me obviously blitz is happening right now so uh hopefully all next your blitz blitzes... is april next blitz is in yeah. april i reckon, I reckon it's gonna people be, yeah. have already already like missed out if you're not on it obviously people are on it now enjoying themselves losing weight Halfway through there, yeah, smashing. Hey, Jesus, it's good, yeah. Halfway through, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. four weeks down. Wow, well done, then. I've been seeing some positive results all over the gram, which is always good. So obviously, people are going to go sign up if they want to lose some mass on that. They should do. Exactly, they should do. I'm right. They should. <laughs> and if go sign up to that no waiting list. Links in my bio. Go sign up to the waiting yeah. list. Do and that. then do what the rest of them yeah. have done: is sack off Dan's training and come some country with me that's that's actually fine there you go easy so, so the only way i get to look at dan's uh programs unfortunately is to have people as uh kind of moles inside his groups so yeah i'm like oh so, that's a good idea it's great i'm gonna take that stealing that all all right guys uh thanks for listening and we will catch you next week see you later